Welcome to To Inspire. I'm your host, Dennis Postema, and today we have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, Nebras Hayek. Nebras, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, well, we're really, really glad to have you. Now, Nebras is a fitness model, a motivational speaker, got all sorts of accolades, got one heck of a story, so I'm really excited to dive right in. So, Nebras, what what exactly can you give us a little bit of your background of where you're from and 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 what's going on and how you what your backstory is? Okay. Well, so I'm originally from Iraq. I was born and raised there, and uh, my family traveled the world. They actually lived the majority of their lives in Germany when I was not born yet. They moved back to Iraq, and that's why my my parents had me. My dad is a nuclear physicist from, for the Iraqi government. He was working for the government and uh, the U.S. government brought us here on an asylee status. So that changed our lives. So even though the natural thing would have been for us to go to Germany where they lived the majority of their lives, we decided to come to the U.S. But I think that was a really good decision. Uh, opportunities that were, you know, me and my brothers have here in the U.S. versus what we would have had if we did it. So, um, but yeah, that's that's the backstory for where I came from. But as far as um, where I'm at right now, I moved from Chicago. So when when my parents came to the U.S., we came to Chicago directly. We went to Chicago directly and we stayed there for years. And I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, I feel like it's it's been a very good change for me. And I've been here for like four and a half, maybe five years. That's awesome. And, and we're going to get into fitness and a lot about fitness, but... Let's also talk about, first of all, you, you've got a heck of a career. So on top of having fitness involved. So how do you, how do you, first of all, how do you manage that with, because I mean, you're, you're, you're working a lot. So, so tell us a little bit about the backstory and, and where you're at in your career. Um, that's actually a very good question because I had, I had struggled when I was in Chicago, I had a really good job. I was VP business development for 16 nursing homes um, in Illinois, 16 in Indiana, and coming out of college, didn't have any experience in healthcare and, and earned my, um, basically earned the respect in the healthcare marketing like really quickly because I was, people used to always say like, I'm like a dog with a bone. <laughs> so I used to have a lot of people that really have good references saying that I'm very uh, persistent. I've always, you know, had good work ethics. So when I came to North Carolina, it was because I just wanted something fresh and something new. And I felt like things became too easy in Chicago. So when I moved here, I thought it would be a fresh start and I can get started right away and just pick up what I left off. But the beautiful part about my life is I always struggle a sure. lot or I get what I, what I want and it makes me appreciate what I get a lot more. But my struggle, it's not like what people say, like, oh, you know, I had a hard time. Like I struggled for three years trying to get a job that I felt like I deserved. Um, until one day I just like was in tears and I contacted the owner of the company that I was working for in Chicago out of nowhere. I don't know what made me call that guy, but I called him and I was in tears and I said, his name is Michael Blisker. And I was like, Blisko, I need help. And he calls me by my last name as a joke. Cause I was calling by his last name. He's like, hi, what's going on? I said, I 
don't know, but I hope that you had a job here for me. I know you only located in North Carolina and Indiana, but I was hoping that you get a job for me because that was the best job I've ever had. That's when I felt more successful. And little did I know that that guy was my company, the company I work for right now, he was, he's our biggest client. So he contacted the owner of this company. Um, he told me on the call, he's like, I got you. I'll take care of you. He's like, in a couple hours, you'll have a job. And I'm like, where did that come from? Um, and sure enough, I had a call from the owner of this company offering me a job. I never had my resume sent. I never had an application. I never basically even had an interview. He called me to offer me a job and I got the chance to say, whoa, can you tell me what this job is about and how much does it pay and all that kind of stuff. So it kind of made me feel like I regained the power in my life again, which shows to, um, you know, it just shows that when you do so well, people don't forget. Yeah. So the owner of the company that I used to work for, who recommended me for this job, said that this girl brought us like numbers that we've never seen before. We She got four promotions in eight months. Like he said things that this company just couldn't resist. And, you know, I'm still having the same success with this company. So I feel like, you know, I'm making him proud. <laughs> wow, that's that's awesome. And I wanted to mention that because you say things got too easy. What gives you that inner drive to not just accept it as just being an easy go, you know, and wanting that extra um what 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 gets it to you doing that? I guess because I always had so many difficult things happen to me like my whole life. Like and then I always feel like I overcome them. So when there's nothing difficult in my life and things just happening instead of like me having to work for them, it just feel like I get complacent and I get kind of like I don't want to call it depression, but it gets kind of like it does feel depressing. Like, I'm like, oh, there's nothing for me to do, even though like I'm doing my thing and I'm like going to work every day. So it has to have, it has to be like challenges for me to appreciate life now. And if I don't, and then this is what happened in Chicago. I felt like, you know, I would go to restaurants, like really fancy restaurants with my girlfriends and, you know, grab dinner and drinks. And people say, don't charge her. She's from industry. Like, cause people knew me, like people knew me. Cause I used to, um, do a lot of things for um, like Alzheimer's Association or cancer. So like just for fun, I used to be planning parties and seeing what fundraisers, like how many people I'm going to get that can come in and donate. And just to see like how well I planned it. You know, I had like nobody in my family that had Alzheimer's, nobody in my family that had like, you know, um, you know, heart disease, like, but I just did it just because I was going to see like, if it's going to help people, is it going to work out? So that's the kind of stuff that I felt like it became so easy and people started recognizing me and I'm like, okay, this is not going to work out for me. I need something else. I want a different town, different everything. And, and chose Charlotte out of nowhere, Charlotte. <laughs> so, so mundane does not work for you, right? You get bored easy. Yeah. I, <laughs> Uh, so have you always been in fitness or has it, is it something that has sprung on you or have you always been, you've been in fitness for life, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would never consider myself athletic, but people in my life would say like, you're crazy for not saying it. I just feel like athletic is like somebody that does cheerleading or like plays football. And, but I've always been the person that lifts weights. Like I've always loved lifting. I've been doing it my whole life. And, um, but bodybuilding just came as a surprise because I was working on this fitness show a while back when I first moved to Charlotte was basically going to new like yoga studios or um you know air fit you know when you like have a curtain hanging from the ceiling and you just do yoga on it like so I started going to do new challenges and have people record it and I would post it on my YouTube channel just to like tell people the experience I've had for the first time 
But then one person told me, he's like, well, why don't you just do bodybuilding? And I was like in 2018. And I said, no, I, that's not for me. Cause you think of bodybuilding, you think, you know, I don't want to look too muscular and masculine. Like I, I still want to look feminine, but then he said, you can do bikini. And I started looking into it. And I'm like, you know, actually that's exactly what I do. I like lifting. So that became my thing. I started my first show as part of the challenge and I, I looked really good, but on, on stage compared to everybody else, I was like, oh my God, I was overweight. And it was funny because I wasn't overweight, but compared to everybody else, how lean they were. Um, and then I was like, you know, this is going to be my new challenge. I need to do this. And people told me that I was going to be hooked and I didn't believe them. Did a second show and I placed a lot higher, but still I wasn't there. Then I went and shipped out for the army and it came back completely lean. And I didn't lift any weights there, but all the lifting that I did before was like revealed all the muscles were revealed and I was in a national show and um that's when I placed ninth <laughs> so top 10 and uh, I was really proud and that's when I was like you know I need to continue to do this because this is like I felt really good when I was training when I was dieting like it felt like I had a purpose that's all and how long did you prep for your first show my first show was like 10 weeks and that's why I didn't place that well. And the other, sh the second show was probably about like 10 to 16 weeks, but the national show, I came back June 5th. Okay. And it was August 26th. But when I prepped for that one, I didn't start right away. Cause my coach and I were thinking like, Oh, do I have enough muscle tone and all that kind of stuff. I was like 10 weeks to to win the top 10 and these people have been prepping since like the all the shutdown all the covid shutdown um for like 11 months and and i felt like oh how how am i gonna win against them but right. i was with my with my placement <laughs> that's a that gives you a lot that says a lot for muscle memory and having those years yeah. working out and i always love that because people people don't understand how important that is in working out that if you've trained your muscles over time, that no matter what you do for a little bit of a break, like you yeah. said, you didn't lift weights when you were in the military, but then yeah. all of a sudden you, you yeah. And yeah. I, I, I've always been very blessed with that and I don't take that for granted. So I'm glad yeah. that you shared that with everybody. So how do you, how do you go about managing time with, I mean, having a full-time career with time and fitness? How do you do that? You know, it's really funny because I, I told, I just told one of my clinicians who just happened to be my, one of my good friends, I said, cause she said, you know, it's really difficult to do this job and still have a life. And I said, no, you have to pick what matters to you. And if you know, like your priorities, if you know, like fitness is a top priority, you'll always have time for it because you'll have time to stop for Starbucks. You'll have time to, you know, watch a Netflix show. So I actually, my, my fitness is my escape. So I'll travel a lot and I travel like and stay in a hotel and, and use, you know, like planes and everything. So I started to look at hotels that have a good gym, not just like a treadmill machine. I would actually look through the galleries, like all the photos and reviews for every single flight that I do for every single trip. And then I will plan accordingly to like, if I have a meeting early in the morning, then I'll do my cardio at night and my weightlifting maybe in the morning. But also as far as like, um, you know, knowing that if you have time to, to do the workouts, like my coach gives me one day off a week to not have to lift and not have to do cardio. And he put it on a Sunday, but Sunday I'm usually home. So there's no excuse. I always will work out. So I choose if a day that's really hard for me to get a workout in, that's the day I would, you know, make sure I skip it. 
So if it's important to you, you'll make time for it. And that's really with everything in life. If it really matters to you, my cardio time, people say, oh my God, like you do an hour cardio, like in the morning. And I say, it's one Netflix show. You're going to watch it sit down. Why not watch it walking on a treadmill? And it's really not that difficult. It's just all a mental game. That's, that's, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I love having, so I've set up where my treadmill is. I have like a TV, I have it all set up to where all the, all the things I went without, like if I watch a series, it's like you said, you don't even notice you put something on that you love watching and you go. And it's, it's, (laughs) and it's all about knowing yourself too, because so I, with my career, I'm horrible. Like when it, by the time I get home at night, I am spent. Like I know that working out at night is not my thing. I just cannot yeah. do it. It's just, and so I always encourage everybody figure out, like you said, figure out what, how to prioritize it and make it what you're doing. Because I know morning, it has to be morning for me. I'm a right. morning person. It's gotta be, I've just tried it both ways. Yeah. And, and I know what, where, where I'm at for the best success is morning. So yeah. And see, a part of it too, you have to know what works for you. You have to kind of adjust it so it can work for you. So it's not a struggle. So it's actually, you know, a hobby that you're making work. So give it, give our, give our viewers a little bit of uh, nutrition advice and how to make a better plan stick for them and how to make it work for them. Um, So I've tried so many things. So it's kind of hard. Like if you're on prep, then your nutrition is so much different than if you were just going to you know, just live a healthy lifestyle. I always tell people, if you're trying to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit. It's just no brainer. Yeah. You know, what you're, taking in your, what you're putting in your body um, versus what you're getting out, which is like when you do cardio, it has to be a lot less if you're trying to lose weight. But a lot of times people think that they, if they don't eat, um, then they're going to lose weight. But the thing is you have to feed your muscles because you have, you have, your body has to be, um, also taken care of. And then if you're not feeding your muscle, then your body's getting weaker. So my main thing I tell people is you have to make sure your protein intake is always, you always hit your protein intake every single day, every single meal that you have, you have to have a good portion of protein. So whether it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, or the two meals, you know, that I usually call it the snackers, uh, always have to have a protein. So for me, like breakfast would be like egg whites. I love muscle eggs and not trying to shout out for them or anything, but like, really, I just make a crepe out of it, put a tablespoon of peanut butter. And it's like my, my protein in the, for breakfast and it tastes delicious and it doesn't feel like I'm depriving myself. Um, you know, lunch could be like a chicken breast dinner could be like a Turkey, uh, sandwich. And then in between, I would have like a shake, uh, with protein in between lunch and breakfast and between dinner and lunch. And that should be it. Like it shouldn't be complicated. People a lot of times feel that they have to bribe to deprive themselves, but also to complicate things in order to do it. And don't watch what people do on Instagram and on Facebook and everything. That's, you know, people sometimes just try to really complicate things to make it sound like they know what they're doing. So you can buy their program, just make it work for you. Keep it consistent and and go from there. I think, I think that's the biggest thing is consistency and what do you say to, because I know like a, a lot of females are afraid to lift weights. What would you say to that? Because I think it, to me, and it's getting a lot better, but I know like way back in the day when I started lifting weights, um, you know, women were afraid to lift weights. What can you tell them and why can you encourage that compared to just doing cardio? cardio? Well, first of all, I wish that women can get muscles as fast as those who are afraid think that we do, because 
like it is a struggle trying to get like like for us to prep for competition to get the most like the roundness in the shoulder like it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of like you know reps and to failure and all this stuff so if it was that easy to like get masculine looking then I would love for that to work out for a competition, but it's not. Yeah. So for women to be afraid of lifting weights, what, what I tell, to, what I usually tell women, we need to lift weights a lot more than men. You know, we have our bodies are tend to get weaker, our bones get tend to get weaker, and then uh, you know, especially like with when you hit like fifties, when you hit like forties and fifties, your bodies are very fragile. When you have muscles then it kind of protects your bones. And honestly, when I went to basic training, I was older than most of the people there. They were like all 18 and 19 year olds. And when I saw that everybody around me were like dropping, like people were having all these um, injuries in the hip, like hip strains, and they were athletic people. Like they, you know, they did some type of workouts in their lives, but I went, I actually faked an injury and I went to the doctor because I was like worried that I was going to injure myself two weeks before graduating basic training in AIT for the army, just so I can see if I'm actually in danger of, you know, also hurting my, my hips and my knees. And then the doctor laughed at me. He's like, I'm looking at your legs. He's like, you have muscles. You're fine. I'm like, can you please just check it? And he said, you have a lot of muscle around the joints that everybody is getting you know, like the injuries and he's like, you're not going to get injured. And it was kind of an awakening moment. Like I knew that, but it kind of helped to hear that too. Right. So for females to worry about that, like if you are going to train your arms, train your legs, you don't have to get really bulky. You won't get really bulky. It doesn't work like that, but you are going to get stronger. You are going to protect your bones and you're just going to look a lot leaner because there is such thing as skinny fat. You can look really skinny, um, which what people used to think it's, it's beautiful but it's like the skin will be sagging. Your body's not going to have a shape to it. So I recommend it a lot more for females than I do for males. Yeah. And, it, and you're constantly burning those calories with that muscle because you have increased muscle. So, I mean, it's, it's a great idea for, it's just, it's, do you, do you think that during basic training that it really, it was your weightlifting and your, and your muscle building and your constant always working out that really just kind of kept you through that and really helped with that? That, but I also, um, I was just talking about that also. Um, I feel like it's the mindset. So a lot of people that left basic training gain a lot of weight. A lot of the women gained 20 to 30 pounds. I lost 20 pounds. Yeah. And I think it's the mental determination when you go in. I went in knowing that I want to be a certain way. I wanted to lose a certain weight and I want to look a certain way. And I know it sounds really ridiculous to say, but it really how it worked in my life. So every time like we're being smoked and they tell us, you know, hold the plank for like a minute and until somebody like, until every single person out of 150 soldiers, every single person stays upright for a minute. We're not going to drop until everybody does it for a minute. And you have people dropping on their knees, people sagging their hips. Everybody's cursing people out. People are crying. My mind, I'm like, okay, come on, you can do this. You can do this. This is what needs to be done because you're not lifting weights, this is what you're doing. And like, those are the kind of things that helped me when I was gone for basic training is like, use whatever we were doing to actually better my body. And then when we were doing, um, so I was in like um, Fort Leonard Wood and then we had like a 12 mile rock and it was an upright, it was a very steep. So I started lunging while I was doing it and people look at me crazy, they barely could walk it. And I was like, no, this is, I'm doing it for a reason. And I had like all this, rucksack on my shoulders and it's like weighted rucksack and 
that in my mind, I'm doing it for a reason. So I feel like that's what helped me is just me knowing what I wanted to achieve. So therefore the journey became easy. How did, how did you develop such a, because I've interviewed a lot of people. Okay. I've interviewed a lot of people in the brass. And one of the things that fascinated me the first time we talked is your mindset and your, your thought process of accepting a challenge is just so amazing. How, what, I mean, where does that come from and how do you, how do you keep that mindset all the time? I truly believe it's when you're, when you go through a lot of struggles in your life and it's possibly also like, because of my background, like what my family went through, um, and I went through a lot and if people can't always check out my, my podcast to learn a lot more about me, but there's so many things that I've gone through in my life and it will take hours and hours on the show to discuss that I realized that I'll always be okay. And then things will always turn out the way they're supposed to be. So you either accept them and embrace them and kind of like build yourself through the process, or you can just sit down and cry. I told one person um, that I know, I said, cause she was going through a lot of her life and she was like, it was getting to her. And I said, you can either put the victim hat on and it's very comfortable when you have it on because people don't expect much of you. I said, but do you want to be that person that people don't want to be around when you call and your name shows up on a caller ID? People say, oh God, not her again. I said, I don't want to be that person. I want to be the person when people see my name, like, oh my God, it's Nebras, answer the phone. Um, or Nebras is coming to this party. Nebras is visiting and Nebras is talking to us. What did she say? You know, you want to be the person that brings joy and happiness and like positivity to people, not the one that people think, oh God, what else happened to you? You know? Right. That's basically what happened. I just felt like with every challenge, I became stronger and then I have more stories to tell and I can motivate more people right. because hey, this did, did happen to me. Um, so it does help. What, what kind of with that, what kind of advice do you have for people as far as how to enjoy going to the gym and, and how to get the like instead of seeing it as like a chore? Well, I, that's actually a really good thing because people think of going to the gym like oh, it's going to be a struggle. So pick whatever workouts that you enjoy. Let's say it's zero. Like, let's say there's nothing that you enjoy doing. But when you go to the club and you buy your own, like when you go to a party, you're going to buy a dress, you're going to buy heels, you're going to get your hair done, get makeup done, get to get yourself excited about going. Going to the gym, you can actually dress up for it. So I buy like whenever I'm in prep, I buy like really cool shoes. Yeah, it's money. I, I'm, I'm giving people advice to buy stuff, but it's whatever works for you. So I buy really cute shoes. I buy shoes that helps me with like the deadlifts you need to have like converses. If I'm doing running or like more cardio than I wear like the Nikes that I can run with, like, you know, and, and you dress up yourself and you're like, you just in your mind, like have music, listen to whatever music you want. You can listen to a podcast and like completely zone out. Uh, and go to a gym that people won't even care what you're doing and what you're wearing, what you like. I go, I love this gym in Charlotte that I go to that literally everybody there does bodybuilding. And it's not for the fact that everybody does bodybuilding, the fact they all get it. You know, the gym is just for you to zone out and you be in your own world. So to make it fun, you have to find out what it is that you look for, what it is that makes it fun for you. If you like to watch movies and you know, play like a, something funny and you, like you can, well, I, sometimes I listen to the show friends, just listen to it. I don't even have to watch it because I, I, I watched it so many times that I can imagine the scenes. And as I'm doing a set, I'm like laughing, like a crazy person <laughs> playing in your subconscious mind, yeah. and you know, it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So it's those kind of things. Um, like sometimes I listen to my work calls and it takes like hours and hours and people just talk and everything. I'm like, Hey, let me get a workout while I'm listening to it. So I'm not wasting time. 
So that's, you can do whatever works for you. And I think that's a, you know, I know we talk about buying stuff, but really that's all full circle because with business and your career and having a career, if you forget about fitness and you forget about take and not doing that, I've had tons of health struggles from things that I couldn't control. And so if you forget about that, it's going to, if you start getting back on track with your fitness, it just says something for every part of your career, every part of your life. If you have, it's, I, I know it said that, um, I think it was Tony Robbins who said, you know, if you want to know what your standards are in life, look in the mirror, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's, we don't want to be judgmental, but I mean, wouldn't you agree? <laughs> no, absolutely love that. And I do feel like uh, when it comes to fitness, like you're actually looking at it as, you know, I don't have time for it, but if you really think it's an investment, you're investing in yourself, you're doing this because if you're healthier, then you're happier. Um, and it's one of the things I love about my job. Cause I tell my job, like I'll tell the owner of the company, you know, if he texts me, like, let's say a certain time, Hey, I'm at the gym, I'm going to call you right after. And they always make fun of me because like, you know, I'm like, I'm your boss, but they get it. Like we went to this regional meeting and we were with all these regionals and at the hotel that the owner put us in, I went downstairs to the gym and I didn't know that he knew about it. So like we went to the meeting, he was like, no, Ross, how was the gym here? Do you like it? And like, so they, they know that it's part of me and the fact that I'm really successful, I have to have that going in my life. And for all aspects of my life to be successful, I have to have the gym part of it work out too. So why yeah, people have to understand as well. Yeah, you have to have that strong base and that foundation. And, right. and I love that you that you mentioned that you deserve to work out and you deserve to go to the gym. So I've never, whenever I've had a doctor tell me that you can't work out after surgery or anything like that, there's <laughs> nothing more than I yeah. have worse than people. And I'm sure you're probably the same way. I don't know if it's yeah. about you, but being told you, know, you can't work out or you can't go to the gym, you're like, what? No, I'm going to get back as soon as I yeah. can. And <laughs> Absolutely. It's, you realize how much of a privilege it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's something that you get to do. You don't like people complain about their jobs and people complain about the gym and people complain about things that I'm like, do you realize a lot of people would die to be in your shoes? Um, and I see people sometimes at the gym that like either have disability or something. And I'm like, you know, for those that don't have disabilities, where, what are you complaining about? Yeah. You know, like, what is, what is your excuse? Yeah. You know, and it's this funny video that I saw now too. I like to see those motivational videos on LinkedIn. And I saw this lady, she was 80 years old. And she was doing a pull-up. It bothered me for six months. I'm like, I can't do a single pull-up, but she does like what's, so now I do pull-ups. I'm thinking about I'm like, God, that an 80 year old lady motivated me to do pull-ups. Like it's that kind of stuff that I like feed on. Like, I love that because you know, what's my excuse? <laughs> yeah that's awesome you're, you're like michael jordan you're like finding a challenge no matter what it is like if an 80 year old can do a pull-up so can i I love it. That's, that's... it took me six months but i got i got actually so the army they have an acft test which you do like talks and i did eight and then everybody did like one or two and some of the guys didn't try to do more because the minimum is like in the max like they want you to do is eight uh, i'm sorry one for um just to see like diagnostic and I said, you know, let me see how many I can do. And I did eight of them. And everybody was like, holy crap, Hayek. And I'm like, I, I'm surprised myself. I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> All mental game. You're, you're very mentally tough. So I love that. Yeah. That's, uh, but I, I also want to talk about something you brought up about, like, when you go traveling, because this is a big thing for me, too. And, and, and people who know me know that this is a big thing. I love going to, uh, when I go to travel somewhere, I love looking at the gym and making sure it has a good workout center. And I, um, 
so usually what happens is, is I try, I end up going to this extravagant place that has all these machines and it is so nice because when I get there, I get lost in the, in yeah. the moment because my mind feels free on vacation or going somewhere. And like, all of a sudden I'll work out for an hour and a half, two hours and my body the next yeah. day will be because you have all this new equipment and you're just like, yeah. you don't even realize that you're in the zone. You got the music playing or whatever, or friends, you know, yeah. you got whatever it may be. And you're just in the zone and then you realize, wait a minute. And then the next morning comes and then you're like, oh man, but I do it again. But I love that you picked that out because that's what I'm working on right now in my own home gym is trying to get that set up to where you get lost in the workout. You know, you get yeah. the machines that you want. You really should reward yourself for that portion yep. of what you're doing because um, it's going to help you hopefully live longer and, and live a healthier life. Yeah, I actually, when I got my house, that's the first thing I wanted to do my entire garage right now is a full gym that's awesome so it's it's I, and I don't work out in it as much because I'm always traveling everything but when I work out there I'm like looking around I'm like oh this is mine like it's you know like you said it's my escape room <laughs> yeah yeah and the detriment to that is I always laugh about because I did a 5k with my brother when he was in college and so like my setup like I mentioned so my setup at home like I, I think I'm like okay I better try out my 5k at home so I have the tv I have the old, the old man treadmill, you know, where like I, I run and I get bounces for the knees, yeah. you know? And so I ran it and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I ran it really fast. And then the next day I ran outside for the first time in like 10 years, you know? And nice. oh my God, I ran through that finish line and I puked, I, you know, I'm so used to this like air conditioning and everything else. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> I, there, there are downfalls to treating yourself. So yeah um there was this thing oh sorry I didn't realize I did this there was this thing with the army where they had us do a four mile run for the OCS which is a officer Canada school and they said we're doing a diagnostic run and you have to pass it. and if you don't pass it you can't you can't do the OCS and I told everybody I'm like I've never ran more than two miles and two miles is a struggle for me I'm not a runner and I was freaking out about it but we had to do it and I still remember I was like looking at my time, just running, running, running. And the whole time I'm like yelling at myself, talking to myself, like having a conversation with myself. And then, uh, and I see the Lieutenant is walking by and he's like seeing me and talking to myself. And he was just like giving me the weirdest looks. When I finally made it, he's like, Hayek, you made it in 34, 50 something. Like I barely made it under 36 minutes, the, the 35 minutes that we needed. And because mentally I was like, I don't care if I'm going to be like short by a second, I have to make it. So I remember running with my eyes closed and I opened my eyes and I'm going diagonal. <laughs> I close my, it was just like the craziest mental game I've ever done. And I, after I made it, I started crying on the grass. It reminded me when you said you were puking, I'm like, I was crying on the grass. I felt like throwing up. I was like, but I did it. It was like one of the happiest moments. So it really is all about mental. It's all it is. It's just in your head all about the mental toughness I love, it. Yeah. I love it what any advice you could give anybody any of our viewers is it, you know they're starting off and, and really need to get back into working out or start working out um small goals so that way you feel like you're always accomplishing something if you sit there and say you know I want to be competing on stage in two months and then that's going to be your goal then that's not going to that's not going to help you you're always going to feel defeated but if you're going to sit there and say okay um, I want to make sure first I want to like I want to do a pull up, you know, I want to be strong enough so I can do a pull up or I can do a push up the, the proper way. Um, I want to be able to run. I want to be able to walk. I want to be able to do cardio for 30 minutes on a treadmill without being completely out of breath. 
Um, I want to be able to do a full workout, like for biceps and maybe triceps one day and do really lightweight, but have like maybe four or five exercises that target that muscle group um, instead of just one. And then, you know, just like and having a goal, like as far as like having a three days a week, instead of like thinking that you have to go to the gym every single day, just start really slow, but make it so you're, you have a goal and then you reached it. So if you did three days a week and you reached uh, three days a week and you finished it, then you can celebrate that and say, I did, you know, I, I accomplished a goal. And it's all, like we said, mental, because in your brain, you're going to say, I have accomplished something. You know, instead of saying that I'm working towards something, you always work towards something you're accomplishing as you go. And you should be releasing all those endorphins and serotonin yeah. and all that fun stuff in your brain that yeah. makes you feel good. Yeah, absolutely. I it agree. <laughs> yes, I agree completely. So we already know. So Nebraska, we, we've got, you've got a podcast, you've got a TV show on Motivation Success TV. How can people follow you and get a hold of you? Well, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Um, my LinkedIn page is just my name, Nebraska Hayek, and Instagram, same thing, Nebraska Hayek. Uh, and my podcast is a Nebraska Hayek podcast. So anyway, people can reach me. They can, you know, uh, basically on Instagram, I'm always responding to messages, even people that I don't know. And LinkedIn is my bread and butter. I love LinkedIn. It's how I started. This is my first social media that I really spent a lot of time developing because that's my business and that's what I how I connect with all my customers and potential customers. Absolutely. And I will say, I will, I will test. That's hundred percent true. We would have never met had you not answered my message on Instagram. So here we are now we got a TV show together and all sorts of things. So awesome. thank, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we greatly appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you everybody. And we want you to live to inspire. Thank you.